That is Keep Working It Out by Johnny Britt featuring Eric Robertson. I do not own the personal rights to that song, but I just love it. And it matches so well with the topics that we're going to be speaking in this. Uh, this will be Finding My Voice with Keena Powell. And we're always going to start with a disclaimer because the main thing that is going to be talked about this is mental health and my personal journey. And that may include... Uh, my therapy, religion aspects, as well as um, just things I've gone through in my life. And some things could be triggering to people, so I will put that warning out there. But we do have resources. Um, at the end of it, we always will have the specific resources, websites, and uh, phone numbers you can reach out to. Um, that's how I always will start this before we dive into anything, giving people opportunities and chances to continue to listen or not listen um hope you stay tuned and keep up with us and what we're going to discuss today is the struggles of being a man in this society today Today i (laughs) um did an interview with a friend of mine his name is kevin he's in one of my bible studies and he attends the church i'm going to um let's have a listen and see how that went Great. Um, so we're just going to dive right in. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much for, once again, like, allow me to interview you on this beautiful, beautiful evening. Um, of course. I do have about, like, three questions for you. Um, it probably will trigger some uh, follow-up questions if uh, I want some clarification on your answers or, like, if something just trickles into my mind. Um, sure. So the first question is, uh, what does it mean to you um, to be a man? Mm. Well, to be a man, well, if you put it in a perspective of in comparison to uh, being a woman, well, it's it's more so uh, having the... Uh, the, the perspective of just doing things as a man, uh, I don't necessarily talk a whole lot. I always want to do things. Like at my job, I do a little bit of talking here and there, but it's mostly hands-on. Um, after work, um, I go to the gym. I, I do more things. I lift weights. I, uh, I run, um, whatever it may be. And then I get home, you know, do the usual routine, uh, eat dinner. Uh, yeah. So it's just a lot of doing. I, I don't find myself talking a whole lot. Um, I can't speak for other men, but as a, as a man myself, I find myself more uh, inclined to action rather than talking. Um, on top of not talking that much, uh, emotions are kind of like a, a touchy thing uh, with being a guy. Um, you know, still to this day, having internal conflict between, you know, being open about my emotional state versus, you know, being, uh, you know, more so secretive or not not as forthcoming just because of the, uh, I guess, the social implications of being an emotional man. So. Mm-hmm. 
I'm glad you uh, brought that up. So, in the regards of, like, your emotions, um, is there any specific way that you're, like, trying to practice, like, so you can, like, um, break out of that stereotype that, like, men aren't supposed to really have emotions and feelings and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know, I do have, um, I'm fortunate to have some other guys, uh, in my life to, um, to help, uh, you know, emotionally support me in a way, um, talk through any, any, uh, deep, uh, emotions I'm going through, you know, just to really be there to, uh, to hear me out and not, you know, pass on judgment, which, you know, I, I think, um, not all guys have access to, which is, is unfortunate um in a lot of cases but you know it's something i've been blessed with yeah for sure um what do you think will like bridge that gap for some people do you think um because you said like you feel so, like not everyone has access to that like a good emotional support in like their friends um what do you think that we need as a society to help those men get those resources well, I think uh, with every social reform, it starts with the attitude behind the current state of affairs and, and society. I think um, the idea or the attitude is still prevalent that, you know, emotions for guys is a sign of weakness mm. and that, um, you know, that, like I, from what I've been getting from a lot of social commentary from uh, even witnessing uh, relationships before that's even even if if you know want to say that you know they want their their no partner to be vulnerable with them emotionally that usually ends up with uh, you know rejection or you know just kind of like a it's an emotional manipulation um, or just outright you know um ostracizing for being i guess being weak or being soft or or being like a woman you know, in a sense which is it's not the right mindset to be honest because we all have emotions we all have uh all have to find a means to get rid of emotions and so when that when talking it out with someone who's close to you becomes less and less of an option to that to the person to the guy then it has to come out some other way um and some sometimes it comes out through regression sometimes it comes out through um going to substances that sort of thing any way to to get rid of the emotion or at least to numb yourself to it as a thing as a society that that has to be the mindset we um we have to get rid of and adopt a mindset that um you know that we all need to have a healthy way and be a, you know um open and accepting of emotions and and personal thoughts and feelings no matter who it's coming from yeah i completely agree with you on that i think too often the not society has just like dove into that like men have to be the strong ones they can't show emotion because like you said it's a sign of weakness but like in all honesty i find um 
that is a, a stream amount of strength and people like actually harbor into their emotions because it's uh, actually dealing with your emotions um without like the substances and stuff it's hard it is truly hard um so i commend all people who um uh, face their emotions head on without any help of like substances or whatever like not to knock people who do because um, we all have our different experiences right Right. Um, cool. So that was like the first question I had. Follow questions with those. Um, the next question is, uh, what is one thing you wish people would understand about a being black man in America? Mm. That um, we all don't want the same thing. Mm. Um, I mean, the the whole point behind stereotypes, the, the the origin of stereotypes, is usually comes from some sort of truth. Um, However, I think the stereotype has been made more extreme by the kind of media that we're exposed to, like uh, like music, uh, television. So that, that basically has narrowed down what every or what most black men are, are stand for, what they what they want, uh, to only a few things, which is a lot of money, um, drugs, uh, sex. Um, at no matter the cost, so well that translates to to joining gangs, robbing, stealing, um, you know whatever it it may be, and you know for me personally, I I grew up um, in a very privileged life, you know, uh, middle class family. Both my parents are doctors. Um, even still, even if there was no, there's no anything of, or, or hints, or even a, a gesture of me, um, you know, standing for what the stereotype is, or, or, you know, me being, you know, like the, what people would describe as, you know, the, the stereotypical black man, um, you know, the, I've I've faced uh, prejudice and um, behavior towards me that was indicative of, you know, someone as someone would treat a criminal. Mm-hmm. You know, um, of course, on top of being a man, um, and I guess um, being under scrutiny of whether it's I'm safe to be around as a man. Um, given recent events and everything that's taken place over the last few years of of uh, men uh, targeting women and, and you know uh, there being a lot of uh, sexual assaults and everything. So as a man, you know, I have to uh, be under a lot of scrutiny and really be careful how, about how I carry myself. I can't be too friendly, especially towards women, because that would be perceived as um, predatory behavior. Um, you know, I have to watch myself around kids, even if I'm at the workplace as a uh, ophthalmic technician, basically a eye nurse. You know, I have to still be careful about how interactive or how um, friendly I am towards kids, because that could be perceived in a predatory way. Um, so on top of being a man, being a, a black man now is even more scrutiny, uh, uh, especially when I'm in 
uh, more uh, gentrified areas where, you know, I can't um, just look uh, people in the eye or I'll say, say I'm going to ask them for something, I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, hustle them or, or, or whatever it may be. Um, that sort of thing I was first uh, exposed to when I lived in New York. I lived in a uh, in a neighborhood that was predominantly uh, Orthodox uh, uh, Jewish. And so a lot of people walking around, they wouldn't walk on the same side of the street as me. They wouldn't uh, look at me. You know, if we made eye contact, um, I wouldn't get the nicest of looks. Was, uh, you know, being a, a black man, I mean, I think there's a lot of progress to be made towards the kind of mindset we have. Of course, um, there are people, uh, there are African-American men, there are black men that do not set a good example in how I think a man should carry himself. Uh, of course, doesn't mean that all black men are the same way. I think the same can be said about any kind of race. Um, they're always, uh, I guess, bad apples or um, people that, that match the stereotype, of course. But the thing about stereotypes is that, yeah, you kind of have to know the difference between a stereotype and, you know, and reality. Long story short. No, Kevin, thank you for sharing that. Um, that is a perspective I've never even thought of. Just the fact that, like, um, uh, not being too kind to children, like, that honestly breaks my heart because, um, one, children are like the best gift in this world that we can never receive. And for you to not even be able to, like, show them the love I'm imagining that you have in your heart for them just for the fact that someone else might perceive you in a certain way. Um, that's very disheartening. Um, and that's like me checking my own privilege, like not even knowing like as a woman, like no one's ever going to look at me like, why am I talking to this random child? Um, so I'm, I'm sorry about that. Uh, uh, but thank you for enlightening my eyes and, um, on that aspect. Um, we're going to keep chugging along. And this is my last and final question. Um, when was the first time someone told you it was okay to cry? And what was that experience like? Oh, man. So, yeah, when, um, I remember it, it was a mentor of mine uh, go way back to when I was um, a preteen. Honestly, uh, you know, I owe a lot of my um, growth and character and my spiritual journey to, to him. His name is um, Andrew. And, you know, for, for me, uh, I don't see myself as a, as a crier. I don't cry a whole lot. Um, even it scares me like how much um, I don't cry when I, I think I should sometimes where I want to cry but I just can't uh, to this day I'm not really sure why but I know that some of it is my my preconceived notion that you know if, if I cry then you know 
then people will think differently of me. People won't see me as the same person that they they probably liked or they could have liked. I don't know. But the first time uh, in a while that I cried after um, someone said it was okay to cry was um, I've just been having a tough time. I was uh, you know applying to med school. I was also handling a bunch of other responsibilities. And things weren't going well. Things were heating up. You know, I felt like I was dropping ball after ball. And of course, I was internalizing it, um, having negative thoughts, self-loathing. You know, thought, uh, you know, just attitude of in it, um, inadequacy, that sort of thing. And you know, it, was, it showed in my face. And then, you know, I I talked to him talked to my mentor one day and it was like you know he's just we're casually talking and he asked me you know what's really going on I'm like you know you know things been getting tough you know and i tell him more about what's happening um and i you know i kind of feel like i'm just failing a whole lot and you know he tell my face i was trying so hard uh not to cry and then you know he's, he told me that yeah kevin it's, it's okay to cry you know, I'm here, it's okay to cry. And I just, my face just exploded. Um, and tears just came out and, you know, I just I started bawling. And, you know, that was, you know, it, obviously it, 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 feel, it felt weird at first because, I don't know, I'm crying in front of a bunch of people, some people I don't even know, some people I do know. And it's like... But afterwards, I, I felt a lot better because, you know, I, I kept all that emotion, all, all the, all the, I guess, the hurts inside for a while and trying to keep a brave face and, um, you know, try and, you know, keep up the, the, the image, you know, that, uh, Kevin is a, uh, is a, you know, is a, is a man, you know, Kevin's a strong guy. You know, protector, provider, you know, no, no time for emotion, that sort of thing. But, yeah. Mm, honey, I just, that, yeah. Um, I feel like so often than not, it's just like, um, if more males were just told that it's okay that it is okay to feel your feelings it's okay to let go like crying is such a natural thing and it's so releasing it releases so much built up emotion so much built up tension and like i know i'm like the ugliest crier i can cry with the best of them and like i be snotting and all that and it's like it's not a fun experience but like when it's like over and done with like it's just you just feel lighter um and that's my own personal experience i won't say it's going to be the same experience for everybody some people like i don't know like hate doing it or whatever but i love a good cry i love a good cry thank you for sharing kevin um that really means a lot to me um do you have any uh last final thoughts those are all my questions i mean this was a good opportunity to talk about you know something that's been on my mind every now and then but i think it's something that's really needs to be talked about a lot more i agree i definitely agree i cannot thank kevin enough um mind you this is only maybe the second time 
I actually interacted with Kevin and he was just so open to want to speak with me. And I'm just so thankful for that because um, the same thing like with my interview with Q and talking with her, um, just these people are entering my lives and they're just so willing to share their stories. Um, I'm very appreciative of that because it's not easy. The work here is it's not easy. Um, sharing your feelings and all that it's not easy um so if like them uh you're struggling with these feelings if you don't really know where to turn to um i encourage you lean on the people that you have in your life um we cannot do this alone we are not meant to do this alone and i know in my previous session we spoke about um my spiritual journey and me getting closer to God, and I'm realizing more and more, it's like, we are not meant to be alone on this earth. We are not to deal with all the troubles alone. So if you're holding anything in, if you're feeling like you can't breathe anymore, I encourage you, like I keep saying every session, seek a therapist, um, talk to somebody, get the help you need, because it is so important. It's so, so important. And it's just like, we just won't survive we will not survive if we just hold all this stuff in it weighs us all the way down and it just needs to change we need to change um because there's no need for us to suffer in silence anymore and we're worth it you know what i mean like that's why i keep trying to just that's the main message i'm trying to get out there it's like we are so worth being loved having a good life um getting everything that we desire out of this world we are worth it we are able to get it and obtain it it is here for us to have so i encourage you um if you're holding something in share it with someone you trust um open up take the time to open up with someone and see how it goes um and it's okay if it um you don't know what the outcome is going to be before you say what you're going to say. Because um, you never know. We never know. There's so many unknowns out there. There's so many uh, scenario, possible scenarios. And we're going to drive ourselves in- insane if we try to map everything out before we take one step. You know? So, I encourage you to share something with someone. Uh, join a communion and, like, just gain friendship build your relationships with people and really connect um so that's my main take from all this um once again i thank kevin for sharing his story for out there and his perspective um because so many times not like the black man is looked upon as like such a threat such a danger to this world and they are not they are not the threat out there it's not if someone's doing bad or wrong or whatever and he just happens to be a black man that is something separate than the black male community as a whole being the problem you know um it is the individual not the whole communion so i encourage you to take that into as well um but that is all the time we have and thanks for listening This has been Finding My Voice. As always, thanks for listening and until next time.